Hello, grandkids, and welcome to Stunt Granny Audio 913. This is Kevin DeFrango. On the other end is Chris Calamita. What is up, good sir? Not a heck of a lot, Kevin. How about yourself? Happy New Year. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, the WWE really uh, trying to uh, bring the happy into the new year uh, already. Uh, hard to get around uh, one of the uh, world's largest movie stars uh, showing up on uh, the old wrestling product that he used to be on. And... Um, you know, after doing his uh, usual uh, rock shtick with uh, Jinder Mahal as the uh, as the man uh, in process, uh, you know, the Rock uh, lays the SmackDown uh, to uh, not much surprise. Uh, he did look like uh, maybe he's going to need to get back into ring shape. <laughs> Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely something. He was definitely, he was definitely off on a puffer by the end, by the end of all that. Uh, yeah, he is a uh, very large gentleman these days. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, he's 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 been for quite a while, and he's a large gentleman now, who's now over the age of fifty years old. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, let's just, I mean, for the very first time. He acknowledged Roman Reigns. He, he, he you know, made a reference to sitting at the head of the table. So yep. we have to believe now it's happening. Because he has been very, everyone involved in this has been very, very, very careful for them, for neither of them to act to actively mention the other. The speculation has just been, has just been, you know, from, from outside. It is always, you know, yeah, it's always felt like from the very start that you know, him calling himself the tribal chief, the head of the table, all the stuff with the family that has you know gone through to this day, was essentially building to, and it, maybe even you call it bait to get the Rock in the ring to do this match. But they would never say anything, say that out loud, because apparently until very recently, it wasn't going to happen. But you have to believe it's happening. Yeah, well, like you said, I I mean, you laid it all out there. And there's nothing really to add. Like, they have actively avoided uh, not mentioning The Rock uh, on TV. You know, I feel like he's popped in a couple of times. Actually, the, the the appearance on SmackDown was the first time he'd been on since 2019, since before the pandemic and before the Tribal Chief run, run began. Oh, okay. That's pretty wild, then. That, that was pretty wild, and even then, no mentions of it, but you had to believe that there was that at least some talk was going on. You know, pr- probably was. It's been going on off and on for, for, for over three years now, basically. <laughs> uh, oh. You know, But, yeah, Yeah. it it definitely feels like they're ready to do this. And the question now is, when? Now, now, first thought is, of course, WrestleMania. But there were rumors several weeks ago that the people behind financing the Elimination Chamber Stadium show in Australia wanted to rock on that show really, really badly. And that's a huge stadium. Now, I can't imagine that one of the biggest matches of all time is going to be taking place at about 8 a.m. Eastern 
there's something called Peacock, but apparently it, it, it is a possibility. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty wild. Uh, I, 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 I would, I, I would have to say, I have not typically uh, gone out of my way to wake up for uh, these types of shows. Uh, th- that would be on the list: Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Got to go live with that. Yes, 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 yes. Just that the rest of the show would start at about five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so that maybe not as likely. Uh. Um, that I might be able to catch later, but, but, but we will see if, if, if and when that happens. Because once again, WrestleMania would st- is is absolutely still on the table as well. Uh, now, what is, no. does that mean that Cody gets screwed? Does that mean the Ra- Roman Reigns wrestles twice? Does that mean CM Punk and Seth Rollins aren't going to get aren't going to get that final match of, of night one after all? <laughs> if, if, if if things were work were, were to work out in in, in that way, all of these are all, all of these are good questions. Uh, well, and uh, one scenario that you haven't thrown out there, uh, you know, without knowing any, without knowing The Rock's filming schedule, uh, you know, could this be an after WrestleMania thing? It's possible, but man, does it overshadow everything. Just think about the reaction. At the Royal Rumble, during the Men's Royal Rumble, number 30 it comes out, and it's not The Rock at this point. Or, 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 or we don't know for a fact that The Rock, that this match has happened. You know, and then it's, yeah. it, 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 it's overhead. I mean, you can, you, in pockets of the internet, you can see, oh, Rock's too old, the match is going to suck, he, he, he can barely move, he can, he's, he's, he's out of breath. <laughs> After two moves, <laughs> the general public doesn't give a shit about those types of things. Let's be really honest. Uh, oh no, there will be a lot of people to uh, purchase this, or you know, go get Peacock just for this. I would imagine. Yes, yes, yes. There would, yes, there absolutely would be. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess the the possibility that the Roman Reigns loses the title before WrestleMania. So it could happen oh. without the title at stake. It, it, it's there, but I don't. I I, I, I almost feel like that's, that's that's a less likely scenario than Roman Reigns wrestling each night, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that was at least a somewhat interesting part. Uh, the Rock did say, um. Uh, what was that? Oh, head of the table. He did not reference yeah. the championship at all. So uh, that definitely has, I mean, led to the obvious early speculation that you could have a championship match one night and, you know, tribal chief match the next night. You could do that. I'd probably, I, I might even flip it, do Rock on night one, and then have the match where presumably Roman Reigns loses the title on night two. Yeah. Um. If Roman Reigns gets an out, he gets to complain that he had two matches and two nights. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could. Once again, no, once again, this definitely, 
you know, even after The Rock's appearance on SmackDown, you know, that still felt like a one-off, obviously. But yep. this, you know, this has this has changed everything, basically. Everything is, you know, been, been flipped on its head. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like, if they did try to uh, push it off until after Mania, it it'd feel pretty strange. Just because Mania, like, there isn't really a... The second thing, really, in WWE at this point, premium live event, is the Rumble, I would say. And I I don't think anything else is close to it. Like, I, I know that SummerSlam is still a traditional, you know, kind of special one, but I still think that it's uh, a spot lower. Now things are changing with all these international shows that they're being oh. paid to do in in, in in large buildings. The Elimination Chamber being one of them, it, it changes the dynamics a bit. I mean, I was so brought up today. I mean, the stadium that they're using in Australia is actually bigger than the you know Philadelphia Eagles Stadium in, in, in Philadelphia. They, they, would, they, they, they might actually have more people, you know. For a single night, you know, in in that building, then they can fit more people in that building than they can fit in, to, you know, an individual night of WrestleMania. Now, of course, with WrestleMania, they combine the two attendances. No, well, and don't right. count all the, and don't count the majority of people who who, <laughs> who are going to both. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, they say that when they say they they sold over a they will say they sold over a hundred thousand tickets, which is which is the truth. I mean, that that, that is true. They're not no. saying hundred. It's hundred thousand. They're not saying hundred thousand unique, unique individuals went through those turnstiles. Oh. when they when they say it, but it, it, there's some cheating going on with these with these two night WrestleManias. What? I mean, just just I mean, just that the the the, the final match of night one is considered a WrestleMania main event is something of a cheat. It, it, it's it's uh, just, oh. it, 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 to me. It, 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 it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, they have clearly used it, and I mean, it, the the use of that, you, it's not a euphemism. I'm trying to think of what that would be considered. Um, but uh, it's going to keep on getting used. Like when even the baby faces are talking about uh, night one wins uh, consistently yeah. on I TV. Mean, like it's hard to get away from that. It is WrestleMania. Technically, it is the main event. But you can put a bit of an asterisk next to it. But what, whatever. If it makes Kevin Owens feel good to say that he's made of it at WrestleMania twice, good for him. <laughs> he, he does. He deserves it. Good, good for Kevin. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, night night ones have uh, really taken the cake been... as far as quality uh, has gone. Quite frankly. I think they... I think night ones have been superior every every, every year since they moved to this. Uh, I mean, yeah, the twenty twenty one really shouldn't count for anything, but oh. <laughs> I don't think that one probably was too. <laughs> uh, yeah, think, that, that that that's still uh, one under questionable circumstances. Very very questionable circumstances, of course. Uh, but yeah, no, we said no. I said it. It's happening. We're still got a lot of questions to be answered. I know Roman Reigns is going to be on SmackDown Friday. We will see what he what what, what he has to say. We'll see how often The Rock is going to make be making appearances. 
Because, man, if it is that, that, that last Saturday in February date overseas, that's a lot. That's, that's considerably less. That's about five or six weeks less time for The Rock to prepare for it. <laughs> for it to, to get in the ring shape. Uh, yeah. After uh, seeing what I saw, I'm just like, oh, boy. That's, uh, that's going to be an ask. Oh, man. Uh, but, the, but the demands for, for, for Australia will be less. Uh, that oh. Now, the interesting thing to me is, did you, did you see the deal about a, a couple of weeks ago on, on the Rock's like, Instagram or just all his Facebook, social media where he was like, oh, I met this 15-year-old boy and I told him the secret about, about, about you know, when I might be coming back and all that. Well, I guess I guess number one, he he's not he he did not lie, lie to a dying a, a dying child. So good, good for him. <laughs> and two, that originally my gears got turning towards him being the special guest referee, like for for Reigns and Cody. Uh, that oh. way, you know, he gets in physically involved. He he did he didn't lie to the kid, but it's not a match. But this, he's basically promised a match. Uh, yeah, looks like it's happening, too. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it looks like it's happening. Uh, in, you know, crazy time for a living in. Uh, yeah, yeah, The Rock coming back is, uh, is really something, like, I, that is, I mean, it's still kind of wild to me that it's been that long, uh, 2019, since he's, uh, been on their uh, airwaves at all. And I think even before then, it had been even three years before then, he, he, he was not been making any kind of regular appearances. I don't know why I feel like it uh, was more frequent than that, but that is fine. Uh, um, so, I guess to me, the second biggest thing that happened on Raw... Uh, led the show off. Uh, were you as uh, surprised as uh, I was that uh, Nia Jax ends up uh, getting a clean pin on Becky Lynch? Uh, uh, part of me thought that it was just going to be the blow-off and Becky was going to win, but the other part of me thought they brought Nia back for, for, for a one-on-one match with Rhea Ripley. They've, they've put on the back burner recently, and it feels like, yeah, uh, that's the direction they're going to head in, in the short term. Because Becky still has three months to get herself back into it, back into contention. That's a fair enough point. You know, she does have time to uh, to bounce back from this, and... Yeah, they always have a women's match, or I was going to most times they have at least the championship match at the Rumble. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so. Plus, you also do have Australia coming up. And in Australia, Rhea's going to be cheered wildly no matter what happens. So you might as well just put her against the heel. <laughs> so maybe it won't even, maybe it won't even be the, uh, a match at the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. It, it, it might even make more sense because once again, it's just that Rhea's going to be the babyface no matter what happens in Australia. So you might as well just have her get the, you know, hit the riptide, get the big win over Nia, home country pop, 
then we can get back on to business. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would, uh, that'd do the trick. Yeah. Becky Lynch gets a couple of wins, uh, in the meantime. Rhea only needs to stay babyface long enough to have the, stay heel long enough to have this feud, to have this feud with Becky Lynch. But after that, it's, it's, it's probably time for her to turn. Um, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see how that ends up happening. I mean, does she get kicked out of Judgment Day? I don't, I'm not sure exactly how it's all going to go. I mean, it's not like things are going swimmingly for Judgment Day as it, at, at, at this rate. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're topic number three, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can continue on with Rhea. You know what? Because Ivy Nile is so new and hasn't really shown much, it was a very good match. Both of the women's matches were very good. That may have been Nia, one of Nia Jax's best singles matches ever, actually. I'll, I'll, we'll, go, we'll go back to that. Uh, I do think that she has been better this go-around. I, I, I think so, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I did uh, like that match. I liked the... Yeah, Ivy Nile, they didn't give her a lot of ring time in NXT. Like, she wrestled some, but I still but wouldn't call it a lot. They were doing German suplexes off the ropes, on the floor. It was, there was pretty crazy stuff with someone who was not that experienced. But she did everything right, and Rhea was doing everything in her power, every heel trick in the book to, you know, to keep the crowd against her and, and it, it actually worked most of the time oh. it's surprising because usually when Rhea's by herself in you know, you know wrestling her own matches it it, it it doesn't oh right she, she gets more cheers so you know, yeah that that match was yeah, that match was really really well done and you know hats off to both of them it, it, it was definitely the, the the polar opposite of the of the Maxine Dupree match from about two or three weeks ago oh. uh yes it was like I thought that uh uh, Niall really bumped her ass off. Like, you know, it's she's in kind of an interesting spot because she is uh, vertically challenged. Uh, you know, she has her power, but you also look at Rhea Ripley, who's, uh, you know, a foot taller than her. And uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's something else. But yeah, uh, I... I thought that that was Ivy Nile's best match in the WWE, uh, hands down. You know, like I said, like she had some matches in NXT, but they didn't really test her, and she never really. I felt like she never had a full on run at the women's championship down there. No, she, she never did. She, she no, no, no. So, so that's why it's actually you know very impressive. You know what they pulled off, the the level of moves they were. The, they were pulling off well. She, she, she is a very good athlete. I think she's definitely has an incredible athletic background. I can't run it, run it off as we speak right now, but uh, it, she's definitely she's definitely impressive. You know, and, and, and Rhea, you know, let's see, Rhea has, you know, in the last two or three years, just, just grown so much. You've you, you seen it every year she's existed, you know. That, that first year she was on the main roster, it, it felt like she didn't fit. It felt like she didn't, she wasn't confident in herself. 
then second year she you know, gets up at the judgment day things really build from there and then, and then this since she won the women's championship it's just been you know her level of confidence what she's done you know how, how, how she's evolved her look at, you know everything is just very on point right now and, and including her work uh, yeah 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 she has uh really uh come into her own and it's been uh it's been a lot of fun to watch um as for the rest of uh judgment day i guess this uh ties in somewhat to the main event of the show also here which was uh seth rollins versus drew mcintyre for the Good lord, I can't remember what the name of that title is. The World Heavyweight Championship. The World Heavyweight Championship. So, um, uh, yeah. Dominic Mysterio and just Damian Priest come down, correct? Yes. Uh, in the middle of the match, end up, uh, interf- well, whacking Rollins with the briefcase. Drew, like, this was so well, like, it was one of those things where I, the announcers did a great job of calling it out where it really seemed like Drew pulled back too much and it put Seth's foot on the ropes. Yes, he did. He did. (laughs) And it, it, like, I guess it felt like refreshing that both of the announcers kind of agreed that it wasn't. Uh, no, Cole. No, no, Cole was kept trying to give credit to Seth Rollins for doing anything, and it was incorrigible about it. I, I, I hated Cole in that moment, actually. No. Oh, I thought he ended up changing his mind. He maybe after... he changed his mind. Maybe, maybe on a replay he did change his mind. I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just honestly the, whole, the thing kind of annoyed me. I, I, I think they could have started the year off with a with a with a title change. I, I think Drew or Damian could have, could have, could have should have left with the title. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if we still want Seth Rollins versus uh, CM Punk is a main event. Change it back. You can change it back between the Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber. I mean, I'm not saying saying don't don't go through with Punk and Rollins, but... (laughs) How many dominant title reigns do we need all at the same damn time? I'm getting tired. (laughs) I'm just tired. (laughs) This could, have been the yeah. title. this could have been the title that jumped around a little bit. Uh, yeah, nope. it's it, it has been surprising that it hasn't jumped around more than it has. You know, only the tag team championships have really jumped around. I mean, yes, the the women's championship changed hands twice in twice in about thirty seconds uh, back at SummerSlam, but <laughs> then Eos held on, held tight. I don't foresee her losing before WrestleMania either. So at this point, so yeah, long title reign for Gunther. I guess what is it? The U.S. title that's been U.S. titles been a little cursed. U.S. title's been cursed. I mean, I mean, I mean, mean, Logan Paul's going to hold on to it for like Logan Paul's going to get about a seven or eight month reign, about a six or seven month reign out of it. (laughs) Just well, yeah, by virtue of his schedule. (laughs) Before WrestleMania, no third time about including WrestleMania. 
because I think he is going to be in Elimination Chamber, so that's not if he you know, loses the title to Kevin Owens, which I don't think he will, but it's possible that he just loses it in the first offense. But yeah, no, no, it's... You know, but bottom line is, they I think I think they could have done something more interesting than Seth, than Seth holding onto the belt, just completely you know, iron grip on the title through WrestleMania. But yeah, that's not the way they do business anymore. And you know, it, it has its pluses and its minuses. Pluses are, you know, you, you can you know stick to your plans, stick to your goals, build things. But also, the con is, if you can feel like. Week to week, nothing happens either, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, between the Intercontinental and the U.S. title, just because uh, it's the it, Intercontinental's been held by Gunther for so long, like, it's just taken on more prominence than the U.S. title has. It has, but it doesn't have to be that way for every title. No. Well, yeah, I mean, they could still feature the U.S. title and, you know, have it change hands more frequently, but they have not done a... Well, I guess they're doing an okay-ish job now. Like, they're going to make the next Logan Paul match feel important. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. That is the point of having anyone part-time with a name holding onto a title that they don't defend every week. When they do defend the title, it feels important. So, so you know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah. the guy who's like, I'm the fighting champion. I'm going to defend this title on TV all the time. Yeah, then it, it can diminish it, actually. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, yeah, it should. Uh, kind of, Just like with the Orange Cassidy, that it kind of ended up costing him at some juncture. It should really have cost Rollins at some juncture here. Yeah. Especially since the whole back issue thing has really gone straight out the door. Oh, yeah. We're we're not even talking about that at all. That that was... Yeah. And Seth Rollins as a character is just not, you know, uh, a superhero. It, it, It... you know, he, he, he he's very he's very vulnerable. He, he he's just he's just in some ways he's just he's just not that guy. Yet. But you know what? And, and and maybe if Punk never came back, he would have lost it, and then not and not, and not even gotten it back. You know, I think Punk. No. I mean, Punk changed. Punk probably changed Seth Rollins' fortunes. I mean, as I mean, as long as Roman Reigns doesn't decide to wrestle twice. I mean, they're getting that night one's WrestleMania spot, main event spot. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would think so. Unfortunately, that's a, unfortunately that became a more more of a real possibility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there should be a. The, I I hope Triple H is like, hey, Punk, you should really sign like for a couple of years here because we might not be able to get to you that first year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're in talks with someone named Wayne uh, Hansen for a possible spot at WrestleMania. Um, oof, yeah. Uh, so, 
Uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely more of a possibility than it was uh, before Raw this week. That is uh, that is for sure. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. But you know, we're we we we're, we're still quite obviously building towards Rollins and Punk. Uh, yeah, I guess that's why I kind of expected this to be. I guess I didn't expect it to go down that way. I want Damian Priest to win the match, or I want him to win the championship at some point here. Yeah, it, and once again, it could have happened last night. We could have changed it back within the next within, within the next couple of months, and everything still would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, for their long range plans, for their long longer range plans. But the thing is now. I, I, we're probably going to do Seth and Drew again, if not Seth versus Drew versus Damian Priest in, in a triple threat at the Royal Rumble. And then I guess Rollins will defend the title again in another, you know, large multiple person match at, at, at Elimination Chamber. It's just he's he's running out of opponents too. Uh, well, yeah, that that is always uh, the biggest problem with the fighting champion gimmick. Is that it's easy to run out of opponents fairly quickly, and he's, to, and, and, and he's had to wrestle a lot of baby faces during his title reign too. Or, oh, you know, winning the title in a match against AJ Styles, you know, the Sami Zayn match, the Jey Uso match. He's wrestled a lot of baby. He's won a number of baby faces. You know, Finn Balor was a heel, but they had to run that match twice. They had to run the Nakamura match, tw- Nakamura twice. They've run Drew twice now. Although one, one of those was TV. They've done some stretching, and and no, Seth Rollins' title reign has not felt all that epic. You know, once again, it, Punk is Punk might actually be what makes the, the title reign epic. Uh, For him to finally have that feud. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do think that he has insulated him somewhat. You know, just for, from a loss. Like, I do, you know, it just feels more likely. Like, Damian Priest isn't going to cash in on Roman Reigns. Like, uh, Rock or no Rock, I don't think that was happening. You know, like, I don't think that was ever a thought. No. And Damian is probably at least bordering on the, the largest number of failed cash ins <laughs> ever for Money in the Bank. Uh, well, he hasn't failed any. He has, he, you know, stop cashes. I should, I guess, I should say, failed cash in attempts. There we go. Uh, yeah, he has been. That has not helped his character at all. It it, it turns no. into a Three Stooges skit when he comes out to do this. When he comes and out to cash gotten, in, and they, once again, they could have gotten out of the way last night. Change the belt back in the next four to. Eight weeks, everything's fine. But oh. now you got Breeze. Now you got. Now once again, I part of me likes. I've mentioned it before. I like the idea of it being June and Priest still has this briefcase and and, and, and he's and he's in a panic about, about about cashing in. But he's already once again tried and failed so many times. It, it, even that's kind of lost. You know, it's gonna you know make him look like a, a, a more of a goober. The longer this goes on. Uh, I mean, it would almost be hilarious if he... I mean... You can force a match, right? 
Like, if he came out, like, just say Seth Rollins comes out in one of his goofy costumes and then challenge him right on the spot. Like, I know that it doesn't really give you the normal beatdown advantage, but if someone's wrestling in a silly Seth Rollins costume, uh, I would think that would hinder them somewhat. Think you'd give him a good out or a good reason to lose. But anywho, uh, yeah, I don't think we're getting anything like that now out of, out of uh, Mr. Priest, at least for the time being here. Like that, that man feels stuck now. It's stuck. I mean, once again, last night was the probably the last chance to do a a, 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 a quickie title run for someone else get and get it back on Seth because I don't. Yeah. I don't think you do it at the Royal Rumble, then back by Elimination Chamber. I don't know if that works as well. Like, this would have worked. Yeah, well, that... Year 3 is only three weeks long, or whatever. Yeah, that's better than, oh, you know, just the couple of weeks between Rumble and Elimination Chamber. Well, I mean, it's still about four... I think it's still about a four-week window, but it... Yeah, yeah. two months gives it a little more breathing room. Yeah, because it it is basically two months. It's basically it's still basically eight weeks. Yeah, with 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 the way dates are with the dates are lined up. Yeah, yeah. This kind of throws out the window, and I guess Seth is going to retain all the way to WrestleMania, which is fine. But I I think I think they had the opportunity to even more than even more than the Rock segment, you know, really make a statement with that January first episode and the day one episode, and I. I think it was, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just say I think it was a misopportunity. Oh. Uh, yeah, I I would not have been opposed to uh, Drew McIntyre finally getting his big win. If I, I, I wouldn't have either. I, it, it, either way, you know, either way would have worked. Either way would have been interesting. It would have given that spark to WWE television in January. Very similar to, to, to Edge's first win over Cena, and that ended up being changed back, you know, three weeks later. You know, no, it yeah. sparked it sparked TV. It, it, it made things interesting during a time that maybe things aren't super. Because I think that the misnomer is that WTV gets interesting in the weeks before the Royal Rumble, and typically it does not. It's 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 afterward. Oh, oh. That, that, that things think that from the rumble on that things can get interesting depending on what they've got lined up and how they how the, how they want to pace their stories. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's the run up to the. I, I guess it's the anticipation of well, at least for me, it's knowing that that stuff is coming. Yeah, uh, that the 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 rumble is gonna at least lay the tracks for the bigger matches out there. I mean. At least they they decide to go to go and have put on a big show because I have been so tired of them actually running scared from whatever big sporting event was airing opposite Raw. It feels like they've done that a lot the last few years, and it's just like oh, you used to take you used to take a chunk of Monday Night Football's audience, and and, and now you're like running scared from every Monday Night Football and. and College football and college basketball and every and the Oscars or whatever the hell else is gonna you know air opposite you and just like and just you know put it in the deep freeze just you know not do any major story progression and you know just long matches for the sake of matches and just get just get through it at least last night shit did happen 
Uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we definitely got a lot of action, uh, last night. Um, <laughs> I guess to wrap up Judgment Day talk, do we want to ch- talk about, uh, R-Truth, uh, and The Miz, uh, tag teaming against JD McDonough? Oh my god, that was good stuff. Oh my and god. Dominic Mysterio. That, that was fantastic. I I, 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 love, I love every second of it. I love the Miss TV stuff. I love <laughs> I, I, I love Truth time trying to tag Dominic. <laughs> uh, and not wanting to uh, attack because uh, with oh yeah, because JD was holding the Miz, but he didn't want to attack the Miz. But then he ends up popping JD, of course. Well, of course he popped at JD because JD's not in the, that, not in the not judgment day anymore. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that uh, that's just one of those uh, enjoyable segments that they uh, that they have thrown in there. Uh, JD McDonough, uh, he's uh, become something of a character. He's at least holding up his end of the bargain. Uh, on these uh, he uh, unfortunately gets to make a horse's ass out of himself all the time and boy that 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 man has been taking some pins to uh, pay (laughs) to uh, to get some pop here Um, but yeah good on him Uh, I, I, I think he's probably doing himself at least some long-term good uh get getting this stuff in here uh yeah so that was uh that 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 was a lot of fun um was there anything else i'm trying to think of what else did happen uh now a small thing but what did you think about an nxt style video airing on Airing on Raw for seemingly the first time, a, 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 a very well shot—I guess maybe you call it cinematically shot—thing in, in the club with Caden and and Katana and Chelsea Green and and Piper Niven. I I, I, I enjoyed that. I was wondering when they were going to start doing skits like they like they like they do in like they do in NXT on, on, on the main roster. Uh, it's, a, it's a little thing, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was worth mentioning. A uh, fully approve, uh, you know it. It is one of those things that it it gives everyone character. It does, yes. I I really get a kick out of the cinematically shot NXT vignettes, and I don't understand why they haven't moved more to more to more to Raw. Uh, yeah, it. I I guess it is a little surprising that. that I mean, they have started to lay because I think that they did in general in this show, like, there wasn't just that. You know the one production thing that stood out to me? And <clears throat> maybe this ties back into some other news here, too. Oh, yes, we have not talked about it. Um, so I, I, I guess since we're talking about uh, directorial choices here, uh, Kevin Dunn, uh, you know, I didn't even end up reading the story, to be honest with you. But it was, uh, I saw something about an internal uh, email about him getting ready to retire, at least. I, uh, I believe, if he hasn't already, yes. Uh, I mean, 
Now, I've noticed some changes already. I think that they there have, unless I've just totally gotten used to it, that there have been less of the ca- less camera changes, less. Oh yeah. Le- less of the, less of having this the stupidity of having the cameraman bob along with you know chair shots or whatever multiple blows, you know that shit. Yeah. 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 I think there are already choices being made. Triple H has been preparing for this man's. This, <laughs> this man's just departure for a long time. Departure for, for a very long time. Yes. <laughs> and would not surprise me if uh, uh, Jeremy Borash gets the gets the job. It, it feels like it, he's been kind of being groomed for that. And I mean, good for him. <laughs> Imagine the guy who was considered like the TNA lifer eventually taking over WWE production completely. I don't know that. It might not be him. Uh, it, it seems like he could be on that list if they want to put him there. Would not be completely surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, and I believe he was behind the push because he did a lot of those, because I think he was very, very heavily involved in producing the... Broken Hardy stuff in, in TNA. Oh, yes. So doing more cinematically produced stuff with actual dialogue and and, and, and background actors and, and, and background music and all that. That seems like it's really up his alley. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you don't need to do it for, well, yeah, if you overdo it, then it gets to be too much. But, you know... You've got to throw it in there with the traditional stuff. Like, I mean, I even like, and I mean, I don't know if it's a Kevin Dunn choice or more of a Triple H choice. Like, the Cody Rhodes promo, uh, not at ringside, but down by the fans at the ring entrance or something like that. That's just a little bit of a change in venue that I think helps change up how the interview feels yeah um and uh, yeah like uh, yeah more of these in general would be great uh it piper niven has been one of the you know i i think that she's gotten to show more personality as things have gone along and having a segment like that really uh ends up helping her uh, along with Caden and Katana, really, who are pretty fresh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, to the main yeah. roster, at least. So, um, oh, so yeah, so Kevin Dunn, either on his way out or uh, gone already, uh, and it honestly it couldn't have been soon enough, like. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for, I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like there have already been changes for the most part, and this is really just going to solidify, uh, those changes, uh, whether it ends up being Borash or someone else that ends up jumping on as producer. Yeah. And, and uh, oh, but also more of an NXT thing that was on Raw this week, and I mean, I feel like they've been doing it but I felt like this night had a lot of them, which is what made me think about it. They had a lot of the video packages because uh, Ivy Nile got one. Yeah, um, so I definitely get some good back. I, 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 
the the one for Becky and Nia was very strong. Uh, yes. Yeah, that got one. Because, uh, no, Cody was an actual interview, wasn't it? Yeah, Cody was an actual interview, but we, we, we had the interruption from Nakamura, which was the in the in, in the style of the anime style, Japanese cartoon style, cartoon comic book style, you know, drawings and the, and yeah. the voiceover and subtitles, everything, everything like that. Yes. Yeah. So, but again, which which has been a hallmark since, you know, the fall. Also, something that doesn't feel Vince, you know, Kevin Dunn, Vince McMahon production like to. So once again, oh, it's been. No. Yeah. No, that is definitely more of a uh, Triple H homework. That again, like I feel like, uh, yeah. Ever since uh, the the news got out about Vince not being uh, being told to buzz off by, by the people in Endeavor, it has definitely seemed like they've embraced more of the NXT on the main roster, even more than they had previously. Like it's just kind of, you know, integrated itself even more. So, um, I'm trying to think, because Cody, I mean, there was, who, oh, because there was, yeah, it was just, uh, the only match we haven't talked about is uh, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser losing to Jey Uso. That was unfortunate uh, match stoppage due to uh, just... Kofi just catching Vinci right in the jaw with a with a drop kick, and then Vinci landing on the back of his head. Um, it seems like it was just a precautionary thing to end the match and send him to the back to get checked out. It seems like he's going to be okay. And, you know, un- un- unfortunate because once again, you know, the match didn't get to have a, a regular finish because you know we're appear to be you know building towards. Jey Uso going after Gunther for their Continental title, so obviously beating Vinci and Kaiser, Kaiser helps further that. Again, is, 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 is just simply what everyone does <laughs> before they meet <laughs> before they meet Gunther. Uh, yep, got to get a win over the henchman before uh, taking on the the final boss. So. Um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that did not go well. And speaking of henchmen and a final boss, a final boss was revealed at the end of AEW World's End, which you and I, either you and I, you, you were right, either I watched, you were I watched, but Adam Cole revealed as the devil. After some, after Adam, after MJF loses the championship, you know, relatively clean to Samoa Joe. So, hilariously, the devil and his henchmen really played no role in the actual finish of the match itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, 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 I'm really not certain, certain what the end game of all this of, of, of this plan was, or, or when it really started. <laughs> it's just been. It's it's been a mess. Everything and AEW just cannot catch a break from you know injuries and health issues. You got Kenny Omega probably out for close to a year or so with a diverticulitis having to recover from, and now MJF's shoulder is messed up and he he's gonna 
probably needs surgery. He should get surgery if they let him keep going, keep wrestling at it. It's it's a probably a huge mistake. So I imagine he's going to get the surgery, and you're you're left with Adam Cole is still <laughs> recovering, still months away from being able to wrestle in this in, in in this new gimmick, this group that he's got in with just this ragtag group of losers. I'm just going to say. He's now a leader of a faction of losers. I, yeah, like, I... It was one of those ones where Adam Cole was an obvious answer for who the devil was. Yes. Um, and I know I say on the show a lot that obvious isn't bad. And this is one of those cases where obvious was underwhelming. It's under It's underwhelming because... If you really think about it, someone else is the champion. Adam Cole still can't wrestle for months. <laughs> it, it was never go, and they started. Maybe they, maybe they. Once again, it seems like Tony Khan does that too, because there was the weird thing of he knew Keith Lee. There was a good. There was a chance Keith Lee was not going to be cleared to, to wrestle on Saturday, but he still announced him for a match on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh. And then had to replace him anyway, so it's just it's it's weird. It's 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 like Tony Khan doesn't understand how injuries work, how the human how human you know physiology works in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Even though he really should, like he has enough jobs that he's got to, uh, or at least uh, you know teams somewhat under his watch. That the so so I mean so the double story began after Adam Cole's injury. And I, I, I'm going to believe that Adam Cole was supposed to be the devil the whole time. They had to have believed that Adam Cole, there was a possibility that Adam Cole could wrestle by World's Up. Or, 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 I, I, I don't believe that Samoa Joe was always the plan. He's as good a stopgap as anybody. He's as good a per- person to put that title on and, and let him run with it as anybody as they, they got right now. Uh, oh. I, I, I can't believe that any of this was was planned from the start. I, I, I imagine if Adam Cole had stayed, had not gotten hurt, he'd be champion by now. And it, and, and it made sense. Hell, it made sense in Wembley. Why didn't they just put the damn title on Adam Cole, do the heel turn, and turn, and have Adam Cole win the title at Wembley? Adam Cole would not have been running down that ramp and, and getting and injuring his ankles if he had just, if he just cheated to beat MJF in, in, in Wembley and took the title. that you are looking for uh, because yeah, it, it's hard to tell with any AEW crowd as, as we mentioned a bunch in the right. past where there's this really blurred line of definitely with the fans in attendance about I love, 
expanse, but they also love doing these like vague type of storylines. Like, yeah, Samoa Joe's been mostly been, you know, been pretty heaping heelish for the majority of his AEW run. Yes. Yeah. But for the last six weeks, we've been doing this deal where he's been protecting MJF and wrestling and fighting off other heels on his behalf. Yes, they did the thing at the end of, at the at the end of Dynamite where, where, where was he working with? Adam Cole's the devil or not? It, it none of this makes sense. Uh, also, we, <laughs> and that was ahead. the one thing that I guess because I did not see it, I was uh, wondering if there was any statements made by Mister Cole. Uh, I mean, imagine they're going to save that for dynamite. And because uh, again, because again, he just sat in a chair. And the other, and the other four guys, who by the way are Wardlow. Roderick Strong in the kingdom. Wardlow, who just, they've dropped so much that his, whatever monster worry he had is basically gone. Plus, with that haircut that he let Samoa Joe give him, he looks like the world's buffest accountant. And then, Roderick Strong and, and the kingdom are those unfunny jokes in wrestling. You can never take them seriously again after all the bullshit with the the skits at Roderick Strong's house, the yelling, the wheelchair, the neck brace, the stupid mustache, the, the fucking giraffe. What, he was what, neck what, strong, what sir. He was neck strong with what the giraffe. The plan, where did the giraffe? Where did the giraffe? Where did the giraffe fit into this plan? That's what I want to know. Uh, was he in on it? Hey, Is the giraffe real too? Hey. He'll, he'll, he'll draft? And this is... Well... Uh, uh, um, yeah, whatever I'm with the draft. But it, uh, I guess my problem ends up coming in where... This just seems like such a convoluted way to get back at MJF. Oh, it absolutely like it, it, it feels like it. It just feels like a Doctor Evil plan that now is, at least with the possibility of pretty much epically backfiring. Like you got rid of him through no fault of your own, like you know, no through no action of your own, because it just basic surgery like you don't get revenge you get the reveal like i guess that's part of the reason why it feels underwhelming too like that's just terrible circumstances to be put into if you're adam cole yeah uh and and even with that like wardlow it's just like he wants to get his revenge on mjf and they've been basing like his whole character on that, and like, what does he do with MJF out? Like, what? What, what do these guys do with MJF out? You know, and once again, Cole is out for months still, so so, not, so nothing can happen with this. And then you have Samoa Joe as champion, and who's left? You can't run Kenny Omega. MJF is going to be out too. 
you know, you got you can Eddie do Kingston and, Eddie Kingston and Orange Cassidy have their own championships to defend. And now you you could run those eventually, but you really we 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 you don't need to be combining any more titles. Oh, actually, they, they probably should, but <laughs> they're still because there's still too many. But it still does narratively it doesn't work. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I guess the I guess the the, the only babyface I can think of in AEW who's remotely over is Hangman Adam Page, but you really don't justify giving him a title match because you know the whole least losing to Swerve twice thing. But if Joe is a, a face, established as a face, then you can run the Swerve match, or you swerve, or you or you turn Swerve face. I think I, I think those are your options. It's got to be Swerve. Swerve. I mean, the only other option might be. St- have Sting go for the title one last time in his last match, but it feels like. Oh. But it feels like yeah, yeah, he's good. I think he's going to go for a title before the end of his career, but it's going to be him and Darby going for the tag titles and probably winning them. I, I, I imagine. I, I got no problem with that. That, that would so, make a lot more sense. Yeah. So, really, I, I, I guess you, you really have to. You, you, you got to go with Swerve at this point. I mean, or. Maybe maybe Danielson as a as, as, as a face completely just yeah and this whole black black whole combat club bullshit with them bouncing between face and heel every segment. <laughs> well, and I mean you can do John Moxley too, even though he Moxley, did did can, just lose to Eddie Kingston for the new championship. Um, you could still pull him off. He's yeah he he's easy to, he, he's easy to heat up yeah I mean that that, that poor guy is never gonna get, 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 get to go on that foot fishing trip he's gonna he's, he's just gonna have to get a, he's just gonna have to get an injury to get, get, get any time off because once again it's, it's he's gonna he's it's one of those people who's gonna have to be the he's gonna have to be the workhorse <laughs> uh yeah I mean he's he's had some time off on his own but uh, I mean. I don't know if I've ever WCW TNA in their primes. I don't know if any company has ever been more snake bitten by bad luck and bad decisions than AEW. That all came just so quickly, one after another, after another. Uh, yeah, I mean it has not gone well, Jim, uh, in pretty much every sense. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, that that part was underwhelming. I was kind of looking at some of these other results because, I, yeah, I guess I saw the Eddie Kingston one uh, beating Moxley. Unsurpri- yeah, unsurprisingly, that match was apparently the, the highlight of the show. Maybe the only match to really go out of your way to see. Yeah, um, it was definitely being reviewed as the worst AEW pay-per-view ever. Once again, and I know it's I know it's cliche. It was the you know absolute worst possible time for them to drop a sticker of a pay per view, really for the first time. Because I don't think any of the other pay per views have been you know stinkers in the ring up to this point. Uh, yeah, because I guess the only other uh, the only other thing I guess to talk about maybe i guess adam copeland wins and then loses the championship yeah you know what 
I've heard good things about that match. They just they just you know worked in a you know an all out brawl over the building. You know, got the crowd behind them. That that, that uh, a typically fickle Long Island crowd was not responding well to most of what was happening earlier in the show anyway. And that match got them back into it. And then you do that finish. You, you, you give people the, the yeah. moment already. Then you take it away from them. And then what's left? Him to you know, be Christian again? I, I, I guess he's going to have to. Oh, God. Please don't make them do a, do a ladder match at this point in their lives. <laughs> oh man, that uh, that does not need to happen at all. Um, uh, I'm not. Yeah, because this is one where I, I. Yeah, I'm not terribly excited about uh, going out to watch this because I guess I I, I kind of feel tired of it already. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, it, it 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 it's been fine, but yeah, just these two just continuing to just be married to each other, you know, feud with each other, just it just it just feels like you could be doing something else with it, with your time, with, with both of their times anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it it feels like they should both be there for the same purpose of helping younger talent or other talents that aren't each other. And they should be doing it as a team with each other. <laughs> well, that that would be the best for business, but you know, yeah. Why would we do that? Um, anything else to uh, talk about before uh, getting on uh, out of here, sir? I think we're good. Okie doke, uh, bell time beer of the show. Uh, it is one that uh, I had uh, last, I believe, when uh, Mr. Eric Nelson was on the uh, airwaves here. Elder Pine Brewing out of uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, uh, has a barrel-aged Baltic porter, uh, Pramzius Ruler of Time. It is a 10.5% uh, uh, alcohol beer. Uh, I said it uh, in the uh, review when Eric was here. I love Baltic Porters. It's like this nice, dark, rich beer that uh, doesn't have a bitterness of a stout, but has kind of more of a uh, malty sweetness to it. And those beers are uh, really where my uh, taste buds uh, started to go outside of the ye old uh, light beer box. So, uh, I always like, uh, beers like, uh, that and, uh, some, some of the finer German lagers, uh, are also in the, that, uh, same department. So yeah, uh, if you, uh, happen to have a local brewery near you and they offer a Baltic Porter, uh, I, it is my choice to go try it. Uh, and yeah, if you're in Gaithersburg, stop at Elder Pine Brewing. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so that is the uh, bell time beer for uh, this year podcast. I am at Frango Eleven. He is at Stunt Cali. The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any number of locations, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. Have a good night, grandkids. <laughs>